live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland. And T.J. Perry. Left corner, Hardaway. He'll drive it. Kick it back out. Luka, deep three. Kill shot by Doncic. Oh, goodness. A 50 spot for Luka tonight. 31-yard field goal. The kick airborne by Suckup. Is it good? It's good. It's, 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 it's good. And the Bucks beat the Arizona Cardinals in overtime. Snap back. Throws the ball deep to the middle. Stop, spin, dances in. Touchdown, Cowboys, and their first lead on Christmas Eve. Baker looking to respond from his first incompletion. Here comes Ooh. the blitz. He throws as he's hit. It's Higby again. Higby wins off the line and has his second touchdown of Christmas Day. Snap spot. Joseph with a big leg and here it's Christmas. Minnesota Vikings fans. Interesting call from your boy Deckerhoff there, Teach, on the uh, field goal. It's up. It's good. Is it? Is it? Is it good? Is it good? Is it? Is it? It's good. What stood out to me is is Chuck Cooperstein still in a box by himself sounds due like to COVID it. protocol. It sounds like it, doesn't it? It's either. <laughs> I know that's part of it's him, but come on, <laughs> get, get out there course side, dude. It's either terrible audio or he's calling the game from a studio. Right. One of the two. Yeah. What did you think about the Dirk statue? Thought it looked great. Thought it looked great. I thought the unveiling was really cool with the crane lifting the giant uh, shower curtain or whatever that was they had wrapped around it. But um, for uh, as far as statues go, I thought it looked really good. I was impressed by it. And it's it's big. It's does Dirk deserve a statue? That's the question everybody's asking. Um, nobody's asking that except you oh, right now. Oh, okay. uh, yes, Dirk deserves a statue with the Dallas Mavericks. No doubt about it. It should have been. I thought it should have been him at the free throw line for just all the calls he would always get in the fourth quarter against the Thunder. Just <laughs> parade to the free throw. Line. Not the uh, oh, uh, the uh, the fade back off the one leg. You didn't think that was just I don't think, free throw I think line. People more know him for yeah. shooting free throws. Probably around here, you're probably right. Now, of course, it was well-deserved. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't know who agrees with me on that, but I think he'll go to the Hall of Fame. It's a good chance. Hey, by the way, uh, Jeff Colhane is my counterpart at Florida State. Brand-new play-by-play voice. Replaced Gene Deckerhoff this year. And he will join us live at the bottom of this hour, 7.35 this morning, live from Tallahassee. We're going to talk Florida State football with Jeff Colhane. You may that may that name may sound familiar, probably not, but maybe so. Used to be um, one of Tony Caridi's right hand men at West Virginia. Then he went to North Dakota State for several years. Was the voice of the Bison up there? Had a very popular uh, talk show up there and everything. And uh, just got the Florida State job this year. So Florida and Florida State got new play by play guys this year. 
And we talked to Sean Kelly at Florida last week. We'll talk to Jeff Colhane at Florida State coming up 7.35 this morning. TJ, it is true, the breaking news you heard at the end of last hour, the Hal Smith Restaurant Group King of the Mountain Contest is over. And our winner, Tanya C. She picked the 49ers this week, and they won. Ryan Taliaferro took the Titans, and they did not. Uh, I hate for Ryan Taliaferro to lose this contest. Either one of these two, at this point, it is a real shame. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 16 for 16 for Tanya C. in picking winners in the NFL. Astonishing, TJ. How about that? And you harassing her the whole way. Amazing. By calling her by the wrong Tanya name. Tanya C., congratulations. I would like to take credit for her victory because of me giving her the name Tanya. I think that fueled her throughout this season her. and drove her yeah. to be great, to prove me wrong and say, call me Tanya. Dad, Tanya, you are winning the Hal Smith restaurant of your choice. You could have a Charleston's. You could have a Toby Keith's. No, I don't think we're giving away the full restaurant, no. You could pick a Red Rock Grill. <laughs> Whichever restaurant you want, you now own it. So uh, congratulations to Tanya. I don't know exactly what the prize is, but get in touch with TJ, and he'll hook you up. And uh, how about a standing ovation? Everybody out there in the listening audience, get on your feet right now, and let's give it up for Tanya C. An amazing run this year in the Hal Smith Restaurant Group King of the Mountain Contest. Fantastic. Wow. Excellent job. Unbelievable job, really. So Friday, uh, Friday night, we are going to the Thunder game as a family. And uh, ironically, I ended up sitting about two rows behind Porter Moser. I didn't know he was going to be there. And his kids. Um, but we're getting, you know, Friday, TJ, if you remember, it got really cold around here the last few days. Bitterly, bitterly cold. And I don't normally like to wear coats. Um, I, my, I figure, what do I got to go from, you know, the garage into the house or from here? I'm not going to be out in it. I'm not going sledding or anything, but I got to think at Friday night, I don't know where I'm going to have to park. And the walk to the arena could be lengthy or really wherever it is. Uh, it's freezing out yeah, there, man. It was a different like type of seven cold last week. Yes. I don't want to have to keep up with a coat at a game and all that kind of stuff, but I kind of better wear something. So I got a I got an OU hoodie on. I'm wearing jeans and an OU hoodie. And I thought, that's probably not going to be enough to battle the elements. Even though I have several extra layers of blubber to protect me, TJ, I thought, maybe I should wear a coat. And I have a nice coat. I have a nice, like you would wear with, uh, with a nice outfit coat, okay? Okay. Uh, but I don't know how it looks with a sweatshirt. Moreover, probably this coat's gonna get into, gonna end up getting tucked under my chair, and who? I don't want nacho cheese all over it, or the guy behind me to spill his Coors Light on. You know, like 
I don't want to take my nice coat to a ball game. I was having second thoughts. And then my eye caught a, uh, I guess it was a gift. I don't even remember where I got it from, to be honest with you. I think it was a, I think it was like a part of a, of a package of stuff I got from a team. It was a vest, a puffy vest. Okay. A nice, never-before-worn puffy vest. It still had the tags on it. And I was like, well, I'm going to put this thing on just to kind of see what it looks like. And I put it on, and I thought, it! I look good in this thing. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. I said, it! I look good in this thing. And... I brought it. I wore it out. I, was, I, ta- I asked Jenny. I was like, I don't know. What do you think? She's like, where'd you get that? I was like, I don't know. I, I don't remember where I got it. Still got the tags on it. And she goes, that looks good. And so Friday night to the Thunder game, I wore a puffy vest. Wow. My arms were hanging out. Wow. And I liked it. Not only did I wear it, but I liked it. Kept my torso warm. Kept your core warm and your back. Yeah. While still having flexibility in my in my arms. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and and I didn't want to wear it because of how much fun I've made fun of vests on this show. Sure. And I didn't want to be a hypocrite. What if I get seen out in public and somebody yells out, Hypocrite! But it was the perfect it was the perfect uh it was perfect for the moment now uh so uh, i'm going to have to walk it back teach as has frequently happened on this show i would like to apologize to you to ted layman to all in the listening audience who i've made fun of for wearing vests not understanding what in the world the good is in a vest. I am apologizing to you, and I am now declaring I am also a vest wearer. Well, welcome, welcome. I fought it for a long time too. I, mean, I gave in, uh, been a few years now, a couple of years now. So, but yeah, once I found it, I'm like, man, I've got three or four of them now. So, it's a convenient, good look. Depending on the weather, so or your situation in your case, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome. We, we, we welcome you, you with uh, uh, yeah, uncovered arms. I'll, I'll we welcome you, you with uncovered arms. Hope you guys will find it in your heart to forgive me out there if you have felt made fun of before. I apologize wholeheartedly. That was a fun game, by the way. The Thunder were getting blown out. SGA ends up going for a career high forty-four. They rally. Looks like they're going to win it. They're up nine with like two minutes left. Somehow, New Orleans, without Zion, got it into overtime. Then the Hornets are going to win it. Did you see the end of that game? I did not, no. I Hornets was are up back three. and forth from Arlington that day. Hornets are up three. Thunder run a terrible play and don't even get a shot at a three. Uh, Hornets get the rebound. Not the Hornets. I'm sorry. Pelicans. I keep saying the Pelicans. It's New Orleans. Pelicans. Pelicans get the rebound, and they foul Jackson Hayes, Norman zone. 
and there's like uh, two seconds left, something like this is over. He's got to make one free throw, and it's over. Misses the first, misses the second. They tip the ball out to half court where SGA is waiting for it. He grabs it, takes one dribble, like lines up the half court shot, and it hits the front of the rim and bounds off. And we'll send Ooh. it to double overtime. Ooh. The Pels won it. Pels won it. So, uh, I saw Gabe Eichard from a distance down in his courtside seats. Like I said, I saw Porter Moser a couple of rows in front of me. Uh, I saw some other celebrities in the house on uh, Friday. That was a fun wow. pre-Christmas Thunder game. Star-studded house with you in it. That's exactly my vest. Don't forget that. So that was a lot of fun. That might be the only game we get to go to this year, but uh, that was a lot of fun. We shall see. I like the team. They're fun. I mean, they're you know, it's good to it's good to have a team that's trying to win ball games again and is fun to cheer for. And I, I told Trevor, uh, and I was like, man, you throw Chet back in with this squad and they might got something. He's like, I know, Dad. You might be right. And you look good in your vest. So thank you, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what he said. <laughs> right. We need a break. Uh, 716 on a Monday. You can text the show, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. Jeff Colhane, Florida State play-by-play voice, coming up live, bottom of the hour. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Welcome back. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by Terry Saxon, Saxon Realty Group, home of the $8.99 listing fee. That's right, $8.99, saving you thousands of dollars on the sale of your home. That money goes back into your pocket. Call Terry for more information, 405-361-3380, or you can check out his website, saxonrealtygroup.com. I would like everyone to know they no longer have to worry about me. I received a uh, very manly survival kit for uh, Christmas yesterday. Um, Survival kit? I didn't even know that's what this was. So we had a problem with the boat early summer that I needed uh, a screwdriver on the boat, and I didn't have one. And some guy handed me this it's like a manly, like, adult Swiss Army knife. He goes, here. This has everything on it. And uh, he says, keep it in, uh, in case you need it on the way back in and get it back to me later, which, by the way, I think I may still have that thing. Damon, I've, I've still got it, I think, if uh, – I haven't given that back to you. So it had a screwdriver. It had a on screwdriver it. on it. All right. And uh, I said, "Man, one of these would be cool. Need one mm. of these." And I'd forgot about it. And uh, she made note. She I made go, a mental she note. She made of that. a mental note. And then I opened this thing, and it was—it's called a Leatherman, and um, a Leatherman signal tool or knife. I don't even know what they called it. And I started looking at this thing, and I said, "This is legit." And I don't even know how to use this thing. It had so many different things on it. I couldn't figure out how to do it. I had to YouTube a video, and then all of a sudden it's like, congratulations on your survival Leatherman signal knife. You are now prepared to survive on the on your own in the woods. And I'm like, what? Wow. I can start fire with this thing? Take that back. I should have the ability to start fire with this thing. It's got a saw on it. It's got a knife. It's got uh, a whistle. If I'm lost in the woods, then I started... Uh, figuring out what all this had on it, and I said, I said, wait a, a minute, is this because I'm getting old and you're afraid I'm going to wander off at the lake and get lost? Yeah. 
so I think that's more what it is. But if you fall legit. down, does it alert authorities? Uh, no, but my Apple Watch does that I have now. So <laughs> that setting has been put on there. You got an there. Apple Watch? It's the one that I won, remember, but I couldn't oh, have yeah. it until Christmas because Bronx was getting one, and so we both opened our Apple Watches yesterday. So your kid has an Apple Watch but no phone? Apple Watch but no phone, that's right. Hmm. So this is his first step. He'll be a couple of years away still from a phone, but he has the ability now to call and text and... He can text? Uh-huh, from his watch. How yeah. can he do that without a phone? Um, it still has its own phone number. like So it's set up through our, our carrier, our provider. Oh, you got the cellular kind. Yes, that, it's got okay, the cellular got kind. So the expensive kind. And um, so, yeah, he can text us or call us if he needs to, but uh, this, still does not is, have a phone. Which Is that what was causing Katie to cry in her photo yesterday? No, or was it something no, so, more touching than that? Much more touching than that. Obviously, it was a tough Christmas weekend yeah. in the Perry household. And so when we were cleaning out Grammy's apartment, I realized Grammy had done a lot of Christmas shopping already or had stuff put up on a shelf in the closet. Oh, and so no. I took all of that stuff and put it away, put it in my closet. And then I found, like, in her Christmas stuff, she had bags and stuff that she had used over uh, throughout different years but they still had the tags on them like from one mom to another or to the bean man from grammy and i used all those bags and i wrapped all these presents and i waited till we were done opening all of ours and i had them hid in the living room and i brought them all out and then there was one certain thing that um that kind of brought on those tears and that a lot of them brought on the tears and pictures and then grammy's not the best uh, gift buyer in the world when it comes to clothing <laughs> so there were a couple of things that we were just cracking up at there was this hoodie that she had bought for Bronx that was a Green Bay Packer hoodie that I think she ordered off of some online uh, I don't know where this thing came from but the <laughs> like the green uh, for the Green Bay Packers was like teal and it was like made of silk <laughs> and um, and then she bought Katie this shirt that they both put them on and we had to take a picture and we're like <laughs> it's like something Grammy would buy. So there was nothing pre-bought for me yet. So I had found some uh, some candles that were like shaped like snowmen and Santa, and I just wrapped those. And I said, "Oh, look what Grammy got me! She got me some candles." Everybody was <laughs> laughing at my candles. So one of the uh, gifts that Grammy oh. had uh, that I had wrapped that Katie wasn't aware of, and so that's yeah. that was the picture. So, but it made for some good memories and stuff doing when that. So. You, what time did you start opening gifts? Oh, 9.30 or so in the morning. All right. So you and you each had 25 to 30 <laughs> gifts to open. Did you get done before dinner? Um, No, we still got about eight, eight or nine to go. I yeah. mean, we couldn't even get them all done. Just like, yes, we got done before dinner. It only took an hour or so to open presents. Stop it. When you opened a gift, did you say, oh, this is the gift I bought for myself in August? A and couple of times, say, yes. Oh, look, this is the gift I bought for myself in April. Uh, there was one that Bronx opened, and he goes, I forgot about this! <laughs> <laughs> even when he, even when he's open Christmas presents, he's like full force. <laughs> Uh, we will have a new family member uh, sometime soon. So really? Santa, you know, got him his setup for a uh, a hamster, oh. and then he gets to pick out the hamster. He had given specific instructions to Santa: do not pick out the hamster for me. I want to pick out the hamster. I just need all the stuff for a hamster. So hmm. <sighs> it seems kind of picky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So you got to go buy a hamster. Have you owned a hamster before? I did as a kid. He's never owned one, but I owned. Did he get a ball? He got a ball. Yeah. Roll around the house. He'll roll around the house and save himself from the dogs. So I had a hamster. Yeah, hamsters are fun growing up. Our last hamster uh, did not go well, so we haven't got another one since then. That's been a long time. The boys were little last yeah. hamster we yeah. had, but uh, anyway. So yeah, we got our baseball uh, OU baseball chaos hoodies. So those was uh, were legit. Those are sweet. I saw those. Those are sweet. Yeah. Chaos. Chaos. Yeah. So it was a good Christmas. I got some clean underwear, new underwear, people. Don't worry. Nice. I'm set for the year. Set for the year. So, Congratulations. Oh, good. Oh, good. Uh, a couple of texts here on the Air Comfort. Uh, uh, I guess it wasn't this segment, was it? It's the bottom of the hour, right? Yeah, it was. He's been on hold, and he's not very happy. Let's go to him live now. No, it's next segment. Okay, you scared me for a second when you sent that. So, uh, Good morning, TR. I'm driving from Charleston, South Carolina to Savannah, Georgia for Christmas vacation. On the road now, any advice for these locations when I get there? Oh, uh, oh now what are the locations again? He's driving to Charleston, South Carolina from Savannah, Georgia. Never been to Savannah. Have been to Charleston. Uh, shrimp and grits. But I think that's probably true for everywhere down that part of the country. Uh, but the best shrimp and grits I ever had in my life, I had in Charleston, South Carolina. Have you had shrimp remember. and grits other places? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I hadn't before then. And then I didn't want them there. But I was made to get them, and I was like, this is unbelievable. So I've had them several times since then. This and doesn't sound good to me. Like I know. Me I know either. people swear by it, but it just doesn't even sound like something that I would want to attempt. I put some hot sauce in it, and it it's really it's really good. I think you got to have it. Like I don't I don't think you can... I think you got to have it in that part of the country. Like, I don't think you get shrimp and grits in Montana. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't order, <laughs> you don't order seafood in Iowa. You right. know what I mean? No, I, I see think what you got to go shrimp and grits in the South. Uh, but that's all I know about Charleston, South Carolina. That's the only advice I can give you about uh, there's uh, get the shrimp and grits at the restaurant of the name I can't remember. Good morning, guys. I hope you and your families had a Merry Christmas. I noticed that some of the early enrollees traveled with the team yeah, and are able to that. participate in bowl game practices. I don't remember seeing this happen in the past. Is this the first year that's been allowed? I vaguely remember maybe this once or twice in the last couple of years. It is fairly new. It looked like they got geared up and everything. Yeah, I saw them getting some gifts and stuff uh, That's yesterday. pretty cool, man. Yeah. That's pretty. I guess it's pretty cool. Um yeah, I don't think it's brand new. I va somebody out there can correct me. I feel like I remember this happening last year. To a guy. I or don't two. remember it last year, but it may have. I forget a lot, but uh, last one, one here more. before we get to the uh, the break, and then the uh, guest on the other side. I remember a ragtag OU football team twenty two years ago that was playing Florida State, and that OU team was told. They would lose that game, but guess what? Sooner magic exploded that night, and my beloved Sooners, uh, my beloved Sooners, shocked the entire college football world by beating the mighty Seminoles. Not only did they beat them, they embarrassed them by only allowing yeah. FSU to score those two points, and those points were actually scored by the Sooner offense. Boomer freaking what? Sooner! I gotta go look this game up. That sounds magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that from? Uh, they didn't sign it. They didn't sign oh, it. Okay. All right, break time. Jeff Colhane 
voice of the Seminoles, joins us. We're going to talk Florida State football when we come back. It is a Monday, day after Christmas edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show. The Ref. Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. To be fair, uh, I went on Jeff Colhane's podcast late last week and forgot completely about it, and then they had to reschedule. So this may be, he may be getting me back right now, Teach. This may be some pre-game mind games going on. You going to stand me up? I'm going to stand you up situation. We shall see. Trying to connect with Jeff Colhane, voice of the Seminoles. Hopefully we can do that coming up here in the uh, near future. Um, yeah, he's not liking of, you this morning. Yeah, couple of uh, quarterbacks on the move since we were last together. Keaton Slovis, former USC quarterback, then Pitt quarterback. He's now headed to BYU. And DJ Uyunglele headed out to Oregon State from Clemson. Oregon State, where we will never hear from him again. we got a bowl game coming up today. It's the Quick Lane Bowl. 1.30 this afternoon, New Mexico State and Bowling Green. And then OSU tomorrow night, Teach. Tomorrow night, the Cowboys, late night, 9.15 kickoff against the Wisconsin Badgers out there in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. We should also update you on our Bowl Mania competition. A lot has happened since we were last together. Uh, here's your current top ten. I'm terrible again this year, TJ. Terrible. Eight and nine. I'm in 380th place. Why am I so bad at this? Uh, first place is Mark Pointer. His team is called Summits. He's got 352 points. Slappy Burgers picks. Eddie Jocelyn's team is in second place with 351. Then the softball water hauler in third place, Jeremy Rector at 322. Jeff from Tulsa in fourth place at 311. Big Smith ready to roll. That's Jeremy Smithy in fifth place at 307. Hurts so good. That's Daniel Morris's team. He's in sixth place at 301. Blake Lee in seventh place at 300 points. In eighth place, Clayton, all the points with a Z, has 299. Eventual winner is in ninth place at 292. That's D.H. Marbury's team. Sounds like a Kentucky Derby horse. And T.J.'s dumb picks hanging in there, T.J., in 10th place at 290. What a moron. See, you you do so bad because you think too much about this thing. I'm sitting at 12 and 5. I don't move my confidence, so I have uh, more max points available than anyone in the top 20 or 30 left. And uh, I'm rolling. I'm rolling right now with my picks. That really ticks me off, though, because you did it in a commercial break. <laughs> but that's what you I'm saying. It. It's not you hard. It in a you just look at the two break. teams and you say, oh, that team's going to win, and you click on it. It takes one second. You put no thought, no reasoning, no rationale whatsoever into it. And you're always better than me. Why? It is really a condemnation on ration and reasoning. <laughs> rationale. 
Uh, by the way, as soon as we're back from the bowl game, we got Big 12 basketball. It's this week, this Saturday, folks, New Year's Eve day, OU Texas, 1 o'clock in the Lloyd Noble Center. The Red River Showdown is how we start Big 12 play. Tickets are four for 20 bucks. I heard a couple of different people talking about that uh, this weekend, TJ, how they're jumping on that deal. So uh, I think it's Soonersports.com slash holiday. Is that right? I think holiday. we figured that out. Yes. Soonersports.com slash holiday. Jump on that deal. And uh, TJ, I think you could try Jeff Colhane back now if you'd like. And um, four for 20 to get into the OU Tech. Now, the students are still going to be gone. So they got extra sections to fill up. And we want to make sure we pack the house. Jeff Colhane joins us live now, the voice of the Seminoles, all the way from Tallahassee. I don't know, maybe he's in Orlando already. Jeff, good morning. How are you today? Doing good, Toby. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays in Orlando. Got here last night and uh, looking forward. A little chilly down here. They're a little, we're a little surprised with the uh, the cold air that's come uh, made its way down into central Florida. But uh, looking forward to a great game on Thursday with the Sooners and should be uh, solid weather by then. How's year one as voice of the Seminoles going for you? It's been amazing. You know, it's been fantastic. Um, you know, the, the people in Tallahassee are just uh, second to none. Um, you know, they they remind me of folks in the Midwest, um, well, you know, all around the, the, the central, the heartland, um, you know, the prairie, and that part of the country with how they treat you and so welcoming and, you know, you know, for your listeners, uh, replacing uh, a guy by the name of Gene Deckerhoff, who I'm sure you've talked about and and mentioned on your show uh, a number of times. Uh, he and his family have been uh, fantastic to me as well uh, in uh, transitioning. And you know, he's <laughs> Gene had called Florida State football since 1979, wow. and Florida State men's basketball uh, since the early 1970s, and so. <laughs> Long time, big change for the ears of, uh, of, of Knowles fans here in the, the Sunshine States and around the country as well. But uh, it has been an absolute uh, blast and a dream come true. There's no question. Yeah, it was a great season for Florida State, 9-3, and three, uh, hot down the stretch, winning their last five in a row. What came together for this team and this program this year? Yeah, I think it was just time, Toby. You know, Mike Norvell comes in at a really difficult time during COVID uh, back in the 2020 season. And, you know, talking with Coach, he would tell us how he just he never really got an opportunity to get his, you know, his hands on this football program because you weren't allowed to. And you didn't get your strength coaches around your guys because you weren't allowed to. And so... I mean, think about taking over a Fortune 500 company that had been coming off of a handful of years of, you know, let's be honest, some poor management and some bad seasons, and then doing it during COVID. I mean, it's a near impossible task. It's not going to happen right away. And we're in the business of college football and college athletics where, you know, patience isn't really a virtue, right, of uh, of people they want to see the microwave mentality. They want to see things turned around immediately and right now. So it took a couple of years. And, you know, I think towards the end of 2021 of last season, you started to see some of those steps taken forward with after a really rough start, um, this team was able to get themselves into a place where they could potentially, you know, play in a bowl game. Got beat by Florida at the final game last year in Gainesville. And 
didn't make a bowl. But, you know, this year, behind the scenes, you saw this team working in fall camp. Uh, you knew that things were starting to move in the right direction. And um, the culture has taken place. The, the buy-in is real. These guys love playing the game, and they love playing the game together. You got a lot of guys that are that are, are are playing in this ball game that would would not be maybe in different situations and circumstances. And so uh, it's a team that's really really playing well right now. They're really bought in into uh, the mindset and the culture of what Mike Norvell uh, has brought to the table. The central figure of this game may very well be Florida State quarterback Jordan Travis. Tell us what has made Jordan Travis so good this year. Well, he's become the the complete player. You know, a year ago he was a runner. And you go back to when he transferred here from Louisville, and there were a lot of people that didn't know if he would ever play because he just was not capable throwing the football. Uh, He was an athlete, and a great one at that, that was not uh, there. He He wasn't ready to be put into those situations early on in his career. And even a year ago, you know, he was looked upon as, hey, this guy can run it, but but he's got a long way to go. And, man, the work that he put in in the offseason from last year to this year. And I think you also factor in that there's something to be said about knowing that you're the guy and there isn't a big competition or somebody else that is going to potentially take playing time away from you. And he had that all of last year with Mackenzie Milton. Uh, when uh, McKenzie came in and was unbelievable in the Notre Dame game on Labor Day night down in Tallahassee, uh, Jordan's helmet pops off, and and all of a sudden you have a back-and-forth quarterback competition early in the season. But he's got complete control of the offense. Uh, he's, he's really progressed mentally at the signal caller spot, Toby, and the way he has progressed physically as a passer you know, everybody that saw him last year and two and three years ago and now watches him play currently, they're just blown away by the strides that he has taken. Uh, and his numbers back that up. And the wins, obviously, back that up with some of the plays that he has made in these tight games. Defense was good, especially late in the year. Led the ACC in total defense. What came together on that side of the ball? Well, you know, I think a little bit of that is time as well. Uh, with Adam Fuller, the defensive coordinator here at Florida State. You know, uh, you, you go back and you think about some of the lack of success the first season and a half for this defense and then move forward and see what this group has done in the final four of the final five games of the regular season. And, and it's really impressive with the numbers they put out there and, and limiting opportunities and not allowing – opposing offenses, specifically you know, opposing passing games, to really have uh, any success uh, at all. But you know, I, I think what they've done is they've addressed some of the concerns uh, with losing key players along the edge last year. Jermaine Johnson came in for one season. He was the ACC Defensive Player of the Year in a first-round draft pick of the New York Jets. Here, Thomas as well at the other defensive end spot. They were able to bring in Jared Verse from Albany out of the FCS, and Verse has become, you know, one of the most feared edge rushers in our conference in the ACC. And there's some conversation that he may leave for the NFL after after one season again as well. Uh, but they bring in Verse. Uh, they also bring in a guy by the name of Tatum Bethune out of Central Florida, who's just a tackling machine and had another great year. And they've developed the returning players around these guys. 
and they played faster. Uh, they, they've added a lot of speed and athleticism uh, back in the secondary. Some of the younger guys have stepped up. Uh, you know, and you got a guy by the name of Jamie Robinson at safety who is an all-ACC first-team performer back-to-back seasons. That hasn't happened around here uh, since 2014-2015 uh, in that area on the defensive side of the football. So, you know, they were able to identify some of their needs, and the portal has been kind to them uh, from that regard with bringing in some of the talent that they have, Toby. Uh, and then also, you know, uh, developing the depth and the returning players who saw some of the, you know, some of the new guys coming in and realized, hey, I better figure it out and get it going, or I'm not going to be playing a whole lot. And they've done a nice job of mixing that all together. Jeff Colhane, play-by-play voice of the Florida State Seminoles. Last question, we'll let you go, Jeff. Uh, we live in a day and age where it's odd. Uh, you could be playing in the Cotton Bowl, and a team doesn't really give a rip about it if it's uh, not a college football playoff game. You could be playing in the Hawaii Bowl, and it's the it's the biggest thing that's happened in a long time. What is the feeling of Florida State fans, and as best you can tell of this football team and program, anticipation-wise for this game? Are they into it? Are they excited about it? Is it the Cheez-It Bowl and they don't really care? What What is the <laughs> feeling of Seminole Nation about this game? Well, Toby, there there are plenty of Cheez-Its around here. That's for sure. You will not Good. have to bring Save a family-sized yes. box. Yeah, so that don't don't worry about that with the snack bag uh, when you come down here to Orlando. But but no, this this program, this fan base, they are excited. You know, this has been a place where they're trying to get back to you know to a a level that Oklahoma has been at, right? And the success that the Sooners have had here this last decade plus. That's where Florida State wants to go. Uh, they want to take it back to the Bobby Bowden era. Uh, when Coach Bowden had this thing rolling, and he had top four finishes and, and national championships and national title games. That's where this program wants to go. Uh, that's where its athletic director, Michael Alford, expects it to go, and that's, of course, where Mike Norvell uh, is, expects it and is building it, uh, climbing it to go with uh, the play on the field. Uh, this is the first bowl game since 2019, and in that 2019 bowl game, you had an interim head coach in Odell Hagens. Uh, this is the, the first opportunity for Florida State to get to double-digit wins since 2016. And so it's a team that is hungry to play this game. They want to play this game, and obviously they want to win this game uh, in a big-time way. Uh, and Mike Norvell, as the head coach here in his first bowl game leading Florida State, he wants to leave a positive stamp and impression uh, on this season and certainly on the fan base as well. So, it's a team that is fired up. Uh, they're excited to play. They're they're happy to be here. Uh, it's it's a you know a short drive down the road from Tallahassee, about three and a half four hours. So it's easy for Florida State fans to get to Orlando from around the state. And so expecting you know quite a few fans in the in the Garden Gold here in Orlando at Camping World Stadium on Thursday night and a football team that'll be ready to guess? play it. What's your guess What's on that? how many fans? What's your guess on how many Florida State fans will be there? Florida State fans, I would say at least thirty thousand. At least thirty. Wow. Yep. Yeah, that's going to be more than us. I'm going to tell you right yep. now. Yeah, I would. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Hey, Jeff, you're the best man. Thank you very much. I can't wait to see you down there again and uh, hold down the fort and cheese Atlanta until I get there. You got it. I'll save you a couple of bags. They won't run out. And uh, Merry Christmas, Toby, to you, your family, and obviously to everybody around Sooner Nation. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. Thank you.
Jeff Colhane, voice of the Seminoles. Good stuff. We're late for a break. It is a Monday post-Christmas edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. You're home for Sooner fans. Let me uh, hit that button so it goes out to everyone, not just Toby. T-Row in the Morning Show. Good morning. Welcome back. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. SaxonRealtyGroup.com, 405-361-3380, home of the $899 listing fee. A couple of texts here before we hit the top of the hour. Toby, of the OU players who uh, signed with OU, who do you think will make an impact next year? That's Joe from Plano, Texas. Well, I did my top five countdown, remember, uh, mm-hmm. TJ, on a Thursday show. And um, let me see, i pull it up here. Now, this was pre-Peyton Bowen's flip. Uh, I think he's specifically adding about asking about next year. I think P.J. Adabare will be an immediate difference maker, the five-star defensive end. I think, um, you know, ideally Jackson Arnold gets to sit a year, ideally. I think Makari Vickers has a chance to be an impact guy right away, a secondary guy. Um, obviously Peyton Bowen has a chance right away. Uh, the portal pickups are the guys who I think definitely like Desan McCullough and Jacob Lacey McCullough, the, uh, probably cheetah out of Indiana Lacey, the defensive lineman out of Notre Dame, definitely immediate impact guys. Um, yeah, hopefully you freshmen, you don't have to rely on immediately. Maybe a Dalen Smothers comes in right away, but you know, hopefully everybody can, learn and watch for a year before they jump in. But some of those guys on defense, I think, especially at a bar, a might be immediate, you know, just put him in there and go get the quarterback, young man. Break time, top of the hour, 8 o'clock on a Monday T-Row in the morning show.